Welcome to a special interview edition of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini, and I am joined by the one and only Tell Me on a Sunday's Grace Aki. Grace, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. We are here today to talk with two of possibly the most fascinating people working in theater right now, mainly because they've only been working in theater for like less than a year, and they have already... Uh, gotten to the forefront of two very, very big productions that are making their way almost certainly to the Broadway. And they have their own off-Broadway musical getting ready to reopen. I guess not a musical. We talked about this. They said it's a dancical. Um, it is called Beyond Babel, and this is the husband and wife team of Keone and Mari Madrid, whom I first fell in love with, Grace, and I think you did too, back in the first season of the NBC dance show World of Dance. They finished yeah. fourth in that season. They were amazing um they also been choreographers on so you think you can dance um they have worked with like literally every major pop star mm -hmm. in the world justin bieber um bt billy eilish billy eilish um yeah. mark ronson chain smokers mariah carey like it's just bonkers the career that these folks have had and then because of their new dance theater piece beyond babel that was closed uh, because of the pandemic back mm -hmm. in March of 2020. They are back in New York, but as soon as this ends, as Grace mentions in our conversation, they're heading down to DC to not only choreograph, but to direct the Britney Spears musical, Once Upon a One More Time. And then they're also <laughs> in the middle of choreographing the thing that I think Grace is most excited about, the Karate Kid musical. So Grace- Literally, just right one after the other, these two. It's absurd. It's but I had so much fun talking to them. I yeah. felt kind of dumb because like I don't actually know anything about dance, but I love watching dance. So I felt like I was trying to ask them questions that I didn't actually know how to put into words, but they were Oh, great. Matt, you fell on your face. I do it all the time. Literally, that's how I feel every single interview or anytime I speak to another human being. But Grace, they were just so insightful and so smart yeah. and so, so giving. Uh, it was a really, really great conversation. You can tell that they're wonderful people to work with just by how they collaborate with each other and then also like in our conversation so we're really excited for you to hear them talk and hopefully co-sign every single thing going forward that they're involved in you know this is the new landscape for choreographers especially a lot of people that have come from the tv world where they've gotten so much notoriety like we need new choreographers we need new voices we need new experiences and so this husband and wife duo team um they're just they're really great and so i'm excited to see all their work going forward so that next time you see their name on something you're like oh i know that's going to be visually insane yeah and this is literally we're recording this literally like 48 hours after sonia taya who also made her name mm -hmm. on tv dance shows one you think a, you can dance yeah dance 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 anyway all right so without further ado here's our conversation with kione and mari madrid so i i understand that uh, at this time that we're recording, you're not that far out of rehearsals. Um, so did you just get back into the rehearsal room with the, the group or, or where you are in this process of bringing Beyond Babel back to New York? Well, so I we just had our first preview slash dress oh. rehearsal, like just wrapped that up like a couple hours ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. How'd it go? How did it go? <laughs> Great. It went great. great. Oh, my gosh. It was so surreal being yeah. in front of an audience again. It was the first mm -hmm. time for the both of us since pre-pandemic. And 
gotta say it got pretty emotional walking off stage just yeah. feeling that again and just being so i mean it, it was a smaller audience but still like it could have been one person it would have still yeah. felt so surreal um mm-hmm. but yeah it was great and and that's the thing with this show you guys were in the middle of an off-broadway run when the shutdown happened so can you just kind of give us the lay of the land in terms of like how much you got through, how much you had left. I know you're coming back for eight weeks. Did you have eight weeks left or where did it fall in the calendar of the show when the world shut down? Yeah, I think we had about eight weeks left. Um, But I know there was conversation about extension and um, a potential longer run. And, and, And now we're just kind of of the mindset oh, let's just resume that eight week run and go from there because we know everything is so unpredictable um and just really enjoy this opportunity of being on stage again mm-hmm. um but it, it's we we did adjust some things here and there um to make the show a little tighter to accommodate for you know less time being in a small room with people um but for the most part it's uh just picking up where we left off yeah, and since you left off, you guys have gotten even more busy than you already are. So I'm sure that factors into uh, <laughs> extensions and stuff, which we will talk about later. But uh, I want to talk about this show because um, I think the way it's described as like dance theater, which I think in the world of dance, which I am not necessarily a part of, but I think like that's a concept that people are familiar with. Like for theater, theater folks, like that might not be exactly something that they are familiar with and this is a a kind of a modern retelling of romeo and juliet with you two at the center so for folks who didn't see it in 2020 and might be intrigued about what this is can you explain what one dance theater is i guess and then how that works in the context of beyond babel yeah so i mean that's a good way to put it dance theater um because it's not quite theater and it's not quite, I guess, like what you would think of as a typical like concert dance uh, show. Cause there is definitely a clear narrative and characters. And um, it's just that we, we, we do speak, but it's not like there's a ton of lines. Everything's mm-hmm. told physically um, through movement and, and music. Um, and we're not singing. So it's like <laughs> 90% dancing and like maybe 10% acting. <laughs> it's yeah. nice that you well, cut music that, you from, know, from the musical whole thing. You know what I mean? Like we don't need singing. We just want you to tell a story through your bodies. <laughs> we can't sing. We, we need it to sing. It's a dancical. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a dancical. Okay. That's a new term. You, gotta, you guys got to trademark that one. Um, <laughs> So this is a show that you two not only created and choreographed and direct, but but star in and you two have been working together for your entire relationship. And and I think a lot of people who know you from beyond this know you from television as dance partners. Um, I imagine that all the creating that you're doing and all of the planning for the other things that we're going to talk about later in the show that you I'm sure had to do during the pandemic. Like, I'm sure you're used to working together, but was that different during the pandemic when maybe you were the only two people you were able to physically bounce ideas off of, which I think is not probably terrible for like writers and composers and stuff like that. But for choreographers, I would imagine that can be tough when it's just the two of you in a room. Yeah. You know, that, that that's a great point. I, I feel like the two of us 
um, really uh, found ourselves as um, creative partners even further during this last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we understand um, what's coming for us in terms of trajectory. Uh, we're very passionate about dance, of course, and everyone knows that. Um, and I think one thing that people are picking up from us too is that we're passionate about telling stories. And I think dance has been such an amazing medium from us. And, and it, of course it makes sense because that's our first love and language, but we're starting to fall in love with other mediums that um, tell stories because we understand that there's so many more stories to be told. And so this last year and a half was really, I guess, honing in on those skills as directors and, you know, Mari went to school for creative writing and just honing in on, oh, wow. on, on those skills and, I think, um, yeah, j- just we understand that like we've, in order to add to our dance and to our choreography, we wanted to get better in other areas. And I feel like it's, um, yeah, we've, we really discovered that in the last year and a half, I feel like. Yeah, we, we focused on that, you know, when it was just the two of us and we couldn't have rehearsals or be creating as much with all of the people that we love to create with. Um but the way that Keone and I are, we're, we're busy bodies. We can't <laughs> sit still for very long. We have to be occupied with something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we did, you know, at the very beginning, you know, back in the, we maybe had been home for a week and we were thinking that this pandemic thing was only going to last for like three months and that we would be back to work in the summertime of 2020. We were like, all right, well, you know, uh, we have this time that we didn't expect. So how are, what kind of people are we going to be? Uh, how are we going to use this? So it was, it really was focusing in on those skills that Keone talked about and, and then just, you know, quality time with her daughter. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you ever use her for blocking purposes as you're uh, trying to choreograph? If it's just the two of you. I and- wish. <laughs> she will not stay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that probably... I was gonna say we, we don't use her, but we sometimes we'll use her toys. Like I remember we we, <laughs> yeah, we built a set to... out of Legos and use it as a you know faux set design uh, way to get some work done <laughs> so on do a table <laughs> yeah, in our kitchen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You talk about uh, you know working with people from different mediums, and as you kind of talked about during the pandemic, you were looking to kind of expand how you tell stories. Um, now that you are working even more in theater, you're obviously working with the circuit stuff you've worked with, you know, pop acts and, and all of these different things. What is it about you two as a team you think that allows you to kind of float between the different mediums and kind of work with all of the different types of creatives with different backgrounds and different skill sets that you have in the past, I don't know, two, three, four, five years of your career? Well, I mean, I think that, um, I don't know. We've just been very open. And I think our uh, careers uh, were not expected (laughs) for us. So we've really been open to learning along the way um, and just been kind of sponges and excited to be wherever we're at and trying to take in every opportunity and job. We've learned so much um, along the way, whether that's teaching at tiny little dance events or being on a set of a huge reality TV show. Like um, we've learned about how productions can work on little tiny scales and also being part of something that's so big scale and understanding how, uh, how 
collaboration is super important and communication is really important. And, um, you know, of course we're still learning, uh, but um, I think just a combination of our, our experiences, you know, um, we're very collaborative people. Obviously we're collaborative because mm. we work together <laughs> all, all the time. So um, we love that. And I, I think something that's so great about theater is uh, I just feel as a, a choreographer specifically, I feel so much a sense of uh, a respect for the craft of choreography um, that I, I'm not, I don't want to talk crap about other, <laughs> other environments or <laughs> things, but I just feel that so much in theater. And I, I love that about it. And I think once you get to a certain level too, um, in a production, everyone has, ideally everyone has an understanding of like, okay, everybody has a responsibility and something to add to the pot to make something uh, as great as it can be. And um you just want all those voices to be cohesive and then you end up with this magical thing that you all made together. Um, and, yeah. and I think that both of us too, we, we were not so married to like our language of movement. Um, I think we've, we've grown accustomed to, you know, working with artists or maybe, you know, artists who aren't as uh, dance trained and we've grown to, figure out how to get the, the best out of them. And we're just so in love with, you know, movement and anything that sort of has this kinetic opportunity to, to showcase something. And because of that, I think it's allowed us to translate our movement to different platforms. And then also just us being a married couple and, and, and having our own individual energies, I think, people in the room have I think have found to enjoy that that we can sort of bring different perspectives and um, and energies to the room yeah Aww, that makes me feel so warm and hopeful for <laughs> collaboration I was like guys okay we're good we're wrapped thank you uh no we you know it's so exciting to see that you guys are getting to bring back beyond Babel and it ends on November 21st but literally the very next week you guys start production um of once upon a one more time in DC like, yes. are you guys, so y'all are bouncing obviously from New York to go right into that. I know Matt's been very curious to hear all about any, any kind of tea you're willing to give us about what to expect <laughs> from that show. You know, I literally watched a brand new Netflix documentary on her today. And, um, I'm just curious, like, how is that process going? Like, what are you able to combine with like the classic choreography hits that we know from her music, uh, Britney's music, and then also what what you all bring as a uh, collaborative pair. Yeah, the 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 Britney show is is so exciting to us because we think it's um, going to be a huge surprise to people in terms of you know I think a lot of people when they hear the Britney Spears musical they you know might roll an eye or two you know and and for us it. it, it you know, we've definitely felt that being offered in terms of like, what, what could this be, you know, but once we heard the intention, the script, what Brittany really wanted, you know, we don't, when diving further into it, it was just, you know, we were so surprised and we felt like it's an ambush of theater and storytelling mm -hmm. and, and the combination of Brittany's spirits and energy and music and how her music is just so generational you know, I, I, it's John Hartmere also wrote an incredible uh, story and created an incredible world about these fairy tale princesses who 
you know, Cinderella, Princess and the Pea, Rapunzel, all these different fairy tale princesses that people know and love. Um, and a fairy godmother dropping a, a, the feminine mystique in their lap and seeing what happens. And I think he's, it's just created such an interesting, and obviously that in combination with Britney Spears is such an interesting recipe. And um, we've had so much fun with it. And I think people will be surprised when they find themselves potentially um, uh, shedding a tear while Britney Spears music is playing. And I think that's the most lovely thing about her music. It's really generational. And I think this might hopefully will add another generation of people to enjoy her music, whether they were fans of her before or fans of her for, for decades. I think that was our goal was to unite people under one roof with Britney's music um to tell a story that is um hopefully impactful and uh the group is great the cast is wonderful and we can't wait to get to work with them yeah well that's kind of, oh yeah go go man oh, go oh, no okay well <laughs> I, I i'm curious about the because you're talking about like telling these stories with like this iconic music like we said before you've worked in all different mediums but i'm, I'm curious on like how your process or your perspective is different from when you're working on you know, big stage shows and concerts and music videos versus something like a, a a musical theater piece or even like Beyond Babel, where it's, a you know, that that dance theater we talked about, like, is it just like storytelling and it's all the same and you just kind of mold it around the story being told? Or do you have to have like a different perspective on what you're trying to to do? Because some things are standalone pieces and some things are part, you know, have a relation to a larger piece when you're going from something like beyond Babel, which is your own standalone creation to you're working on a project with other people. How does that change what you do as choreographers and storytellers? If at all. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I think just, and something that's from in the realm of, of theater, anything that's more narrative heavy, uh, I think is approached differently. Um, and then especially, and if it's long form, <laughs> it's a different thing that's like, oh, we have to come up with something for this music video and here's this concept. But if you're telling a full fleshed out story, you really have to know it very well mm -hmm. and um, be able to understand when your movement is needed and when it's not and um, when it's, uh, or I guess what voice to use and when if that makes any sense <laughs> i don't know if that's too vague yeah, but no. yeah and i think we've we've somehow uh, we kind of naturally use forms of story even if the most simple basic form even with you know music video pieces or concert pieces and some of that information translates over to to musical theater it just for in a long form piece like in like this one it just becomes, there's just a lot more of it. There's a lot more, like we, we just are su super aware of the arcs of the characters and, and how does that movement arc go throughout each show. And so we kind of put on a different hat per se um, when, when we're, you know, jumping to music theater, musical theater, as opposed to, you know, film, those are all different hats. And we we're just been very fortunate that these years that we've jumped around so many different platforms that it's become, I guess, normal for us. Yeah. Um, but we're, like Mari said, we're still learning and learning a ton. And it's just so fun because it's just like a new, it's a new playground that we're playing in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's something that we've always loved um, just as since we were kids, unknowingly. <laughs> and it's just 
fun. It just feels so fun to be working on story narrative things versus um, uh, just like, oh, let's just make something that's like visual fireworks. Let's mix, I mean, having something that has characters and narrative and themes, all of that is just, uh, it's more complicated and it's more difficult for sure. But I think that it's uh, just more fun. Yeah. And I, I have one more like kind of process question because I know Grace is chomping at the bit to talk about the thing she's most excited about in the world right now. So we'll get to that here in a second. But I just wonder, you talk about the things that you're learning now that you've kind of are starting to really get entrenched in musical theater. Is there anything that you've learned from doing these things? Is there anything that you either didn't realize about the process of musical theater or didn't realize about yourselves as choreographers or anything like that that stands out as what these different processes you've been going through in theater has, has kind of taught you that you hadn't learned in all of the bazillion other things that you've done in your career? Oh, so much. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's funny cause, um, uh, the Britney musical, we originally were just hired as choreographers and throughout the process, mm-hmm. we had somehow gotten promoted to directors and then became the crash course of I mean, we hadn't done you know a, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest like we're not we're new to broadway we're new to theater yeah. and 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 to have like i even told the producer i was like yeah we well, maybe like in five to ten years we can you know transit transition over to a, a director title and uh and it you know she brought it out in five to ten days um <laughs> and and then it became uh their whole the whole setup to you know kind of guide us with bringing in um David Laveau as a creative consultant and also someone to really mentor me and Mari throughout the entire process. Mm-hmm. And we're just so, so fortunate that the entire uh, production is just willing to go the, the length with us to, to just uh, learn on the job on the mm-hmm. fly, but also they're very, very, you know, much encouraging that don't worry about you guys not being from this community because we need something new. And I'm just very happy that uh, they're allowing us to be ourselves at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, we've learned, we're learning so much about this community. I mean, we've been so far entrenched in the dance community. So it's just nice to see another, (laughs) another one and understand, um, still understand the culture of it and how things work and um, how the process works for developing these giant shows um you know that you get to go work on something and then you get to step back a little bit and look at what you painted and then you get to go back (laughs) and try another draft like uh that you get to go to a regional theater and try it out with an audience i mean um i mean we we, we've have had so much uh fun working with actors to the point where we even started taking acting classes just to better understand you know that their language and, and communicate with them more um, because we find ourselves working with actors even more these days than with dancers. Um, it's just and new. it's just it's new, so new, but fresh and but we're finding a flow with it and it's become, uh, a, a new, a new film. Yeah. Love. yeah. That's awesome. I, okay. So because you're talking about developing new things, y'all please indulge me for a little <laughs> bit. How much choreography from y'all are, am I going to see this Friday when I see the karate kid presentation? Like <laughs> how? <laughs> You're going to be there. That's amazing. Um, oh, yes. You're going to see a ton. You'll see a good amount. Yeah. Heck yeah. I, I mean, I 
one of my dear friends is Drew Gasparini, knowing that he's been working on this is, is just been so exciting. I got to hear the opening number like two years ago with like his sister singing on it. And I could just start to feel the movement of like how this might go down and knowing that you all are part of it. I went, Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) The the creative team is in, is in good hands. Cause like, I love Drew, but like, I do not need another white man telling stories. And (laughs) you know, it's just, it's so exciting. So please tell me about like, you know, you guys are working on this and your own show and you know the Britney Spears of it all like how are you um combining your own styles as well as you know creating this new show that people are also very familiar with (laughs) yeah yeah um Uh, it's it's been well first of all like we're currently like we had a preview today for Beyond Babel and tomorrow we're back in rehearsal for Karate Kid and We've just been sometimes we'll go to cry during the day and a big wet nights, and somehow our two year old is thrown in the mix. Um, and it's been a tornado of just work. I mean, it, it rightfully so. We had a year and a half off. Um, yeah. So now we're just cramming it into three months. Um, but Karate Kid, oh man, just, you know, I think the fact that Robert came in is a part of it. Um, really, uh, I mean, we're huge fans of the Karate Kid, huge fans of Cobra Kai. And the fact that we get to work in any vein in this universe just blows our mind. And we have, we're like kids every time we get the, we get to dance um, in this universe and create language for this universe that works. Um, it's, it's a really good marriage too, in terms of our style, the direction of the show, uh, what Robert wrote for us as uh, movers to incorporate throughout the show. Um, and, uh, I can't wait for you yeah. guys to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. And Drew's music is also so fun to dance to and get stuck in my head all day long. Earworms. Earworms. Yep. And I got to do the, um, it's kind of a funny story reading like two years ago. And I was just like already dancing in, in their little workshop thing. And I was like, oh, right. We're not doing, this isn't a presentation. Okay, cool. It's just reading. Right. <laughs> So I already know it's going to be, it's great to see movement with his music and I'm, I'm so excited. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we will wrap up because I know it's been a long day. Um, we'll wrap up with just like one more question uh, and getting it back to beyond be able to show, um, like you said, is coming back for eight more weeks uh, through um, the 21st of November, I think is currently uh, the last date. For folks who might not have a huge background in dance or or anything beyond the traditional musical theater stuff, and maybe they're only really exposure to dance is stuff they've seen on on TV or things like that, mm-hmm. what is the vibe that you think that people who are going to come to this that might not be exposed to this type of storytelling? Mm-hmm. I've always since the early days of So You Think You Can Dance, like always, always been marvelled at how much emotion and powerful storytelling can happen in dance even if you are talking a little bit admittedly 10 percent is speaking but like what is the vibe and the energy that people can expect to come to this show um at the gym at the judson oh man i mean i think with beyond babel um it's in such an intimate space but the energy that radiates off of just one person can fill the whole room in like an eight count. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so when you get everybody on stage together, it's just, it's so much energy. I know it's so visual, but um, it's very, 
intense and raw and uh, like very, very emotional, but there are also times where it's just really fun. And and, um, I would hope that people would want to dance in the audience watching it, like Mm. that they're kind of bobbing their heads in the seats. And um, it's, yeah, that people are allowed to like, or are encouraged, in fact, to make noise. And uh, it should feel like a party sometimes, but then also uh, at other times you can hear a pin drop. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think in general for for people who might not know anything about dance, and who are theater goers um, or just dropping in, you know, I, I think they'll find that the show has a ton of heart and um, especially what we all experience from a social, political, everything uh, perspective in the last year and a half, you know, unfortunately I feel like the show is even more relevant today. Yeah. Um, but I, I think uh, it's those things of, you know, as as humans we're meant to experience things in a communal way. And I think our show embodies that as well as the environment that we create in the theater. And um, we, we hope that people feel included. Um, and dance is a universal language. And I think anyone who might, might not understand certain words and things like that can, can watch it. And we found that people who don't speak a lick, a lick of English are able to enjoy it as much as someone who does. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, expect a lot of heart. That's awesome. Well, I, I, I know I speak for Grace. We are both huge fans uh, of you and your work, and we could not be happier to uh, have you in the theater community, hopefully for many, many years and decades mm-hmm. to come. And we are uh, absolutely beside ourselves about both Once Upon a One More Time and Karate Kid. Um, Grace is kind of staking the corner out on Karate Kid for obvious reasons, but everything about <laughs> the Britney musical just fascinates me beyond belief, and you two taking over is definitely high on that list. So congratulations. Congratulations on everything that you have going on. Have a wonderful run of Beyond Babel, and we uh, hopefully will get a chance to uh, chat with you again in the future. Yes, thank you so much for having us. And uh, we still pinch ourselves that we get to be in this community. Yeah. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to this special interview episode of Broadway Radio. We will have social media information as well as a link for you to buy tickets to Beyond Babel and Once Upon a One More Time in Washington, D.C. at the uh, Shakespeare Theater Company in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Grace. Where can people find you? At It's Grace Aki on Instagram and Twitter. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful day, and we will talk to you soon. 